May 17, just baseball show. Jack McMullen, Peter Apple. We're talking about how the offense is actually starting to come around a little bit. And I think everybody was screaming, dead ball, dead ball. Uh, it's still kind of dead, but like not as dead because you know what? The weather warmed up. Uh, we're also going to walk through just baseball's power rankings that went live yesterday. But first and foremost, how was Cali, babe? So much warmer. Right now, I'm looking at rain, even though it's 64 degrees. It's hot, humid, rainy. And I was just in Santa Barbara, California, where it's 72 degrees and beautiful. But I think I might need the cold, bleak weather to keep me indoors because I'm coming off the worst gambling week in the history of the world. One of them. One of them. History of the world. But when I was in New York, 23 and 5, I go to California, 6 and 15, back in New York. We're going to see if that made any difference or I'm just in my own head. You know, all, people we'll people usually do the opposite to get away from, from everything that's stressful in their life. They go to California to get away. And now that you're in the most chaotic place on planet Earth, you're like, oh, Zen. Okay, we're right back to it. The stress makes me stronger. I also, today, day one of a diet. Day one what, of a diet. diet? I'm, well, you know Atkins? my juices. I'm doing my juices. But what I'm going to do, it's not anything specific. It's not like no carbs or anything. All I'm doing is we're going to do oatmeal in the morning. We're going to do some Greek yogurt, maybe some fruit, you know, get the protein in there. Then we're doing chicken, rice, and veggies at night. You know, hot girl summer is approaching. Hot, hot Peter summer is approaching. Not, not, you know, my name is Peter, but not in that way, but just, you know, as a guy. (laughs) Okay. As a guy. Keep going. Keep going. No, no, no. no, no, I'm going to keep going. But I'm saying in if, if my modeling career goes well due to this diet, like I don't know how much longer I'll be able to talk baseball because I mean, this is all to be a model at the end of the day. No, that's fair. You know what? For the YouTube people, take your shirt off right now. Right now. <laughs> You're wearing a chalkboard shirt. You know what? Shout out chalkboard. Take it off. Let's Shout go. out chalkboard. I'm not taking off my shirt. That, that People got to pay for that. We're going to start just OnlyFans. We're You're starting right. just OnlyFans soon. <laughs> just fans. Um, just fans. Yeah, take out the baseball. Just fans. Um, yeah, no, I, I won't be joining you on that diet. Um, I love scones and I love, you know what? Like, so I, I was going to be with you there. I think scones are dummy underrated. Scones are delicious. Um, I was on a kick of putting almond milk in my coffee. Like I know you do, but you know, a little diet plan for me, just black coffee right now, just black coffee, keeping it down to like five cows a day. (laughs) So you're shaving off like a pack about 20 calories. Hey, it's baby steps. Baby steps. You don't Let's gotta go. Rome I was got out one day. I went on a hot boy walk earlier today. I walked two miles. You cut out almond milk and you already walked two miles. It's much more than most of the country. 
I might do seven push-ups tonight after we finish recording this podcast. How exciting is that going to be? Get 10 in. Can you get 10? I probably. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if I really want to push myself or not. Um, all right. We've bored people enough with our hot guy talk and all this bullshit. Let's talk baseball. Yeah, I think we should probably talk baseball because we already lost 70% of the people that started listening to this podcast. Uh, the ball is flying a little bit better right now. Walk mm. me through the numbers and then we'll contextualize. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not crazy, but what we are seeing is just more offense in the game so far from April 7th to April 21st. So similar sample to now beginning of May, May 1st to May 15th. Batters were hitting 231, 308, 369 slugging, 23% strikeout rate, 344 home runs, 173 stolen bases. Fast forward May 1st to May 15th, the batting average is ticked up to 238. The slugging is ticked up to 387. Batters are striking out less, bunch more home runs, 415 home runs to compare to 344. And runners are going wild on the base pass. We have 208 stolen bases versus 173. Not only is power, but bat to ball, and we're seeing more speed as well. So it's just a better product right now as the air starts to get a little bit thinner and balls are starting to fly out a little bit more. It's just a better product right now. That's what I'm excited about. I want to walk through that sequentially. So I want to walk through that. I want to go power first. Then I want to go back to ball. Then I want to go speed. And I feel like the most coincidental one is speed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, you know, speed can just kind of tick. I guess it's getting a little warmer. So guys' bodies feel better. So maybe they're more willing to run. More guys on base too. That's generally, you know, more bat to ball. There's just more guys on base creating more. There's more doubles. There's even more triples. There's just more baseball. (laughs) There's just more baseball happening. It's great. More true baseball, more baseball in its purest form. Let's start with the power because the power is what everybody wants to wants to talk about, right? And you know, everybody at the beginning of the year was saying dead ball, dead ball. And I I think the ball is more dead than last year. But last I year agree. was, you know, crazy juice ball. We know that. And they well, said something needed to happen. Even, 2019 was even crazier and it's just gotten less and less, but I still think it's dead and more from even last year. So here's the thing we need to find something in the middle. And I think 2023 is going to be fine. Like in, in the grand scheme of your baseball fandom, one year of them experimenting on the bad side is fine by me because 2023, it's going to be a new baseball and they're going to find something right. This is so fluid. It's always going to be fluid. Um, I was reading a, uh, I was reading a quote. Um, I do this date in baseball history with my broadcast partner with Indianapolis. Um, and I saw a quote from 1911 that I want to try and find if I still have it. Yeah, here we go. On May 15th, 1911, sports columnist and short story writer Ring Lardner writes, quote, they are using a new ball this year. It's livelier. And that means more hitting and more hitting means longer games. And that's the devil. It appears to be impossible to finish a game in under two hours. <laughs> so people were bitching about a two-hour baseball game in 1911. Are you, are you sure that wasn't on Twitter this morning? Like from a regular person? <laughs> yeah, right Brian Kenny actually tweeted that that's, this morning. That's <laughs> Brian Kenny. <laughs> I love Brian Kenny. What happened to Brian Kenny? No, he's just going off the beat path. He's just like, I didn't look up the numbers. This whole thing was the numbers. And now he's like, eh, I don't know if I need the numbers anymore. <laughs> Please switch focus. And I love Brian Getty. What's going on there? But I don't know. I, he did, he did this thing on the Guardians, but we'll we'll keep that uh, on Twitter and on uh, MLB now. But yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was pretty funny. And I thought that was perfectly timed um, that, that that quote got pushed out in 1911. And now here we're talking about the different baseballs. They're going to find like the perfect baseball in the next couple of years. What I will say, though, is simply 
Mother Nature decided to cooperate. The weather is getting warmer and the ball is going to fly a little bit farther. Absolutely. So let's go through some of the top performers of May because there's been a ton of dudes who have just gotten incredibly hot. So right now what I have is May 1st to May 15th, the top leaderboards now for hitting. And the top 10 in WRC Plus is honestly sick, and I kind of want to quiz you on it. We were talking pre-record. Manuel Margot of the Tampa Bay Rays is number one with a 307 WRC Plus. Jack, he has a 1.2 F4 in those two weeks. I love that. Isn't I love that, that for Marco. I, Jake Graziano wrote something up on just baseball.com about Manny Margot and that Eric Neander was, was perfect in his timing of signing Manuel Margot. That guy just works five steps ahead than everybody else. The great thing about Margot is even when he's not hitting, he's still going to be valuable. I mean, he's an elite like the defender. Race. Exactly. He's an elite defender. If you're telling me he's hitting like that, you're telling me he's slashing 486, 525 with an 838 slugging. Yeah. I mean, that'll play. Fine. I'll play. Yeah, and then Josh fine. Naylor is number two, only striking out 9.7% of the time. He's got a 264 WRC plus, and he's hitting 407. 407, Jack, for Josh Precur- Naylor. Precursor, a lot of those numbers were pumped up in the last four innings yes. of Guardians yes. White Sox that one day last week. His WRC plus in that White Sox game was 58 billion. Yes. So let's talk about the remaining 10, because there's a lot of really cool names. Who do you think? Who do you think would be number three here? I've got no idea. Is Machado top. still top ten? No, Machado is not in the top ten in May right now. Is um, Trout? Trout is also not, but his, his teammate Taylor Ward is number four yeah. still. There we 50 go. Fifty at bats. He's got a two fifty WRC plus, but right above him, and at least Bryce. Bryce Harper, number three. Yeah, he's, he's kicking ass right now. He's 63. And then Jose Altuve is number five. Gene Segura. He's been slapping six, it around. Hitting 432. Paul Goldschmidt just, he won't stop hitting. I don't care how old he is. Won't stop hitting. Rafael Devers is number eight. Giancarlo Stanton. And then Jeremy Pena, number yeah. 10. There we go. Pena's starting to get hot. Um, so we talked about the bat. We talked about the power a little bit. I want to talk about the bat to ball because this happens every year. Mm-hmm. And I, I picked this up. I had never thought about it before 2018. And I was out on the Cape and um, the manager of, of the Cape team that I was working with Brewster told me at the beginning of the year, he said, you watch because for the first three weeks, pitching is going to reign supreme. Mm-hmm. And then the hitters are going to get acclimated. They're going to get used to the wood bats. They've been working with BB core bats for the entirety of the college season. So this is a pitcher's league for the first three weeks. And then for the next three weeks, it's a hitter's league. Mm-hmm. And then it evens out. Um, that's exactly what you see in every baseball season. It always starts as a pitcher's league. And then after the first month of the season, the hitting just gets better. It catches up because during the off season, you can only simulate game speed ever so often versus with pitching. A bullpen is game speed. You just throw game speed. You're ready to rock on opening day as a pitcher. You're not ready to rock on opening day as as a position player. It's funny. I was actually completely wrong on that. I thought that specifically this year due to the lockout that we were going to see offense come out early. I thought that Rob Manfred would put in a conspiracy ball (laughs) and we just just get a crazy amount of offense in, in trying to get people back into the game. But we actually saw the complete opposite because I thought pitchers wouldn't have enough time to get ready, that they'd come in a little bit rusty while hitters would be able to reap the benefits with this conspiracy ball. But the opposite happened. Pitchers looked better, hitters couldn't adjust, and the ball was deaded. So 
at least I was completely wrong instead of like half wrong because half yeah. wrong is boring. I'd rather be completely wrong. Yeah. Right. It's a very mature thought right. from you. I, I enjoy that. I like that. I, I side with you there. Um, yeah, I'm with Skip you. Bayless got, got to where he is, you know? <laughs> Don't compare yourself to Skip Bayless. That's not a copy you want to make. Um, so Rob Manfred said, I conspiracy your conspiracy. He reverse conspiracy you with a conspiracy ball. I'm not saying he heard our podcast. No. He, but I'm also not saying that he didn't. I bet a friend <laughs> screen recorded and said, these little shitheads are talking about you like this. And he said, well, I'll put in the wrong ball. Um, that was my Rob Manfred impression. Did you like we it? We made that impact. Yes. <laughs> if we made that impact, we could retire more. Yeah. And then that was my um, job. We're single-handedly ruining the game of baseball. Perfect. I'm, I'm totally here for it. Let's balls. keep picking on them. Let's keep picking on them. Um, yeah. And then, like, I my, my last thought on that is um, – you know, pitchers can throw bullpens wherever, whenever, you know, like you can be on vacation. And if you have a glove and a baseball, like you can find a ragtag high school catcher and say, Hey, can I throw 72 down the gut for you? Um, like it's, it's that type of thing. You can throw a bullpen wherever, and you don't need, you know, much, much help, much setup. You just need to find a catcher, a mound and a plate um, with hitting to see live ABs that takes some serious coordination. And for the most part, you're just in a cage getting, soft toss or you know like you're seeing 50 mile an hour you know a little like teensy fastballs coming in at you so um yeah pitching always reigns supreme and then hitting catches up um and then yeah like my my thought on the speed thing the stolen base uptick you're right guys are just getting on base more yeah like i said more doubles more triples more singles just more people on base therefore more people running and that's just better for the game um i remember um, Theo Epstein had one of the great interviews with, with Bill Simmons yep. and they were talking about just how he would change the game. And when they asked, they pulled baseball fans as a whole, like, what is your favorite event in baseball? And it was the triple. Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, no shit. It's the triple. It's a batted ball. That's probably over 95 miles an hour. It's just a crushed ball into the gap. You see the outfielders converging on the ball. The guy has a mad dash around the bases. It's such an exciting play. And they just don't happen anymore because of the three true outcome home runs walks, you know, speed's not as important. So guys aren't scouting for speeds anymore, but now I feel like we're starting to see that reverse. Cause we're seeing some of these teams with high contact rates with speed start to win right now. As you know, the ball is not leaving the ballpark. I was even watching the Mets broadcast and Eric Chavez, the hitting coach for the Mets was talking about that he was afraid that the Mets would get out of their routine and try and muscle balls out because the ball isn't flying as far. But he was saying that they've actually not done that. They've stuck to an approach of bat to ball. Guys like Jeff McNeil, all of these guys. Yeah. Pete Alonso's, you know, one of the tops in RBIs, but he's not automatically trying to hit home run every time. And neither is Lindor. And they've they're winning. So How about Nimmo? I'm liking this form of baseball. I'm having a good ass time. Yeah, me too. Jeff McNeil, Brandon Nimmo. Those two have been awesome. Five. You know what the the biggest lock in the world is like Brandon Nimmo over a half runs in RBIs. The dude scores the first run of the game every single game, it seems like. Okay. Okay. About about I mean, I'm the coldest better on the world, so fade that, but like maybe think about it. Do you ever give out props? Prize picks. Prize Prize picks, which is in our episode description as well. You can find the link there. Um, we're giving out prize picks. We do those props, and it's I like it better on prize picks too, because it's um like for a nerfy. It's just even odds while on a book, if you're going to bet a nerfy by itself, it might be like minus 
50 or something, but on prize picks, it's just even, but you parlay them. So it's, it's, it's a fun app and it's, it's, it's cut and dry like that. I hear you. Um, all right. You want to get to power rankings? More than anything, I'm excited to break in. Yeah. So here's how we're going to do it. Cause last time we went, we went 30 to one. Um, this time we're going to do it differently because we want to incentivize going to just baseball.com and, and reading the article uh, one through 30 with descriptions on all 30 teams are there. You can also find some highlights from this past week for those teams uh, that are embedded in the article as well. But yeah, go if you want to see one through 30. We're going to do this Q&A style where you just you're going to scroll through. Um, I know you've taken a look at it already. Um, and I, I really just want you to, to grill me on where you think I'm an idiot with this ranking. No, I actually, I, I was looking at the rankings and I was like, wow, I wouldn't have really changed anything. I thought you did a fantastic job. The one before, crap. crap. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. are we talking about here? The Yankees were the best team in baseball, but that's behind us. You killed this one. So I don't have that many questions. I just kind of want to unpack where, like what the reasoning was behind. For example, at number 30, you have the Washington Nationals over the Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds literally threw a no-hitter and lost. lost. But there was a comment. It was like, how are the Nationals worse? I was like, well, the Reds threw a no-hitter. Like, is Aaron Sanchez ever going to throw a no-hitter? Is Eric Fetty ever going to throw a no-hitter? So at least the Reds, like, and they've been winning more than the Nationals have. So I guess there's the question, why Nationals worse than the Reds? The Nationals are pretty much at full health, aside from Strasburg. <laughs> the are. Reds are nowhere close to full health. Uh, that's the thing. So like the Reds at full health with a healthy Stevenson, who has been great when he's been on the field, Tyler Stevenson, we have yet to see Jonathan India be a consistent contributor. So when, when you've got India Votto's on a rehab assignment with AAA Louisville at the moment, when you've got India Votto, Tyler Stevenson, Luis Castillo just came back when Lodolo comes back, this is a team that has a chance to win pretty much every night. The nationals don't have a chance to win pretty much any night right now. Look no. at their starting rotation. I understand Juan Soto. Yes, Soto's got an 890 OPS right now. And relatively speaking for him, that's not that good for him. I want to see it north of 900. And granted, he's got the highest standard of anybody in Major League Baseball aside from Mike Trout. Aside from Mike Trout. Like Juan Soto, for the Nationals to not be the worst team in baseball, needs to have an OPS hovering near 1,000. And he's at 890. I think he's pressing. I don't I think like he thinks he has to do it all by himself, even though Yadiel does. Hernandez is amazing. Have you seen yeah. Hernandez? He won't stop hitting. So Juan Soto, 890 OPS, still phenomenal. Yeah. At Josh worst, Bell he's great. is hit, Josh Bell's hitting the shit out of the ball. Yadiel Hernandez ball. hitting the shit out of the ball. They are running out at the moment. Aaron Sanchez, Patrick Corbin, Joanna Doan, Eric Fetty, yeah. and Josiah Gray. Josiah Gray is the only good arm there. Eric Fetty isn't bad, but like Yo Yoan Adon. How do you pronounce his name? Adon. Yoan Adon. He is one of the worst pitchers in baseball. And Aaron Sanchez, yeah, he's got an ERA at like 785. And you know, Patrick Corbin, of course, is going to be fighting for the worst ERA crown. Yep. But this guy, he has a 94 to 95 mile an hour fastball and a curveball he can't throw for a strike. And they're on the broadcast talking about, oh, he has this electric stuff. I'm like, where? where? And he's got no command. That... And this is a guy they're rolling out every fifth day and then proceeding to go Aaron Sanchez the next day with his 785 ERA. And then you roll out 566 ERA, Patrick. Cor you just keep rolling out these guys who are just getting pelted. So they win games nine to seven or they lose seven to three when they don't hit. 
So Patrick Corbin, 38 and two thirds innings, 46 hits against him. He's Josiah great. Gray as a 4-3-4 ERA. That's been fine. Fetty, a 4-2-4 ERA, but 33 hits in 34 innings and 18 walks in 34 innings. Adone, a 7-0-3 ERA. He's one in six. Record matters when you suck right now. Yeah, Yohan I mean, Adone sucks right now. At some point, is like, yeah, you're losing every game. 29 punch outs, 23 walks for Yohan Adone in 32 innings. Yeah, you can have electric stuff. Throw strikes. The worst command in baseball. All right, let's move off the Nationals and Reds because we've done plenty of that. The one team I was pretty shocked by, and not that I'm saying it's wrong, I guess it's just when I saw them at 26, I was like, the Texas Rangers are 26, like below the A's, below the Orioles, teams like that. Why do you think the Rangers are so low? Because I assume it starts with Marcus Semyon. It starts with Marcus Semyon. It doesn't stop with Marcus Semyon, but that is the starter. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, listen, Semyon, it was fluky at the beginning, and now it's not that fluky. Like there's genuine concern now that he's going to hit well below 200. He's hitting a buck 57. He's got no homers and 139 plate appearances. No homers. This is also a guy who it's not, oh, that 2021 version where he set the home run record. That's just been year in and year out. He's been a superstar. This has been a guy who at some points looked like the worst player in baseball. There was times in Oakland where he couldn't field and could not hit. Moved over to second base, looked a lot more comfortable. But this is not this consistent hitter year in and year out has been incredible. No, this is a guy who's gone through major, major slumps. My only thing with Marcus Semien is that over the years, he's always been a slow starter, but slow starter through the first couple of weeks, not slow starter through 20% of the season now because we are, you know, what's today? May 17th? What's today? Yeah, May 17th. Started April 7th. Like, this is now becoming something that we just have to monitor. Do I think he's going to hit 136 this year? No. But is he going to set the home run record for second baseman? Clearly not. Marcus Simeon had um, his two best years in 2019 and 2021, the last two full seasons. Finished third in MVP voting both of those years. Year before that, played in 159 games, hit 15 homers and 255. Marcus Simeon, his average exit velocity in his last three full seasons coming into this year, 89.4, or uh, sorry, 87.1, 89.4, This year, 84.7. Five miles an hour softer than he was last year. He's not barreling anything. Is he hurt? hard hit rate last year, 20% hard hit rate this year. That sounds like he's hurt, bro. That just makes no sense in the world. I have no idea. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's that's where it it starts. Um, It doesn't stop until you look at the starting rotation. And Martin Perez has been awesome. This guy has been phenomenal, Martin Perez. But Dunning's been fine. Taylor Hearn has not been good. Glennon has not been good. John Gray has been miserable. Like, it just keeps going. And then we don't even have to talk about the bullpen because. <laughs> I want to Joe talk Barlow's to about... has been good. Yeah. There's, they have a guy back there. Yeah. Which is tough when your starter goes four innings and you have one guy. Yes. But let's stop with the Rangers. Red Sox. Thoughts. God, I love seeing them down there. Just kidding. Just kidding. I don't like seeing them down there. You know, we're unbiased journalists. 
they are playing incredibly uninspired baseball at the yep. moment. Yep. They're going to shoot back up as soon as they start winning. I know that. But they're 22 right now because they are playing so uninspired. And that's, that's a large part of the reason that we had the Nats under the Reds. Because the yeah. Reds, yeah, they're playing uninspired. They threw a no-hitter and lost. But, I mean, the Nats don't – they look like they're sleepwalking. A lot of those guys look like they're sleepwalking. I was just surprised they were below the Cubs. Because it's not like the Cubs have been good either. But you put the Cubs over the Red Sox. And I was like – Yeah, because morale, man. Yeah. Like, the morale is just piss poor in Boston. And it looks like a lot of guys are sleepwalking through. And Bogarts, you know, first it was he's going to get traded – Next is he wants to sign an extension. Bogarts, Devers, and JD have been good. Who else has been good? I don't have any answers for you. Michael Walker, but no. he's hurt. You know who's been incredible and probably the best catcher in baseball? Wilson Contreras of the Cubs. Yeah. I know there's not a lot to hang your hat on in Chicago right now, especially because Marcus Stroman has struggled. You know, Seiya Suzuki can't hit a breaking ball to save his life right now. But Wilson Contreras, you know, Thoughts of him getting traded. Cubs fans obviously wanted to keep him because he's one of the homegrown guys. He's one of the favorites there, too. He's electric. He's fun to watch. And he is standing on his head right now. Wilson Contreras is raking. It's just it's just cool to see a guy who was potentially going to get traded from, like, that hometown team. You know, he was brought up with the Cubs. He feels like he could be a Cub for life. He didn't get traded, and he's rewarding them, being like, yeah, I'm still Wilson Contreras, a freaking animal. So this is also a contract year for Wilson Contreras. He's the one that they hung on to. Um, I would love to see Jed Hoyer extend Wilson Contreras. I think yeah. that is the next order of business here because Wilson has proved that he deserves the bag. Uh, and you're right. I mean, he is one of the fan favorites in Chicago. People love Wilson Contreras in Chicago. So I'm really excited for Wilson. I think he's really solid. He's got a hose of an arm behind the plate. Um, I mean, he's just a really good athlete. And I think the Cubs are very lucky to have zero questions at catcher because there are not a lot of teams that have zero questions at catcher. And switching over to the South side, your Chicago White Sox, they're right in the middle at 15. Yep. I just kind of want to unpack that. Like, what are your thoughts right now? Because Kopech has looked great. You know, Cease had his kind of blow up against the Yankees, but the Yankees kind of just ran through your freaking White Sox. So I wanted to ask you about that. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny um, that White Sox Twitter, for some reason, thought that Dylan Cease threw well because he struck out 11 guys in four innings. Wait, that's the Yankees six offense. earned runs? Yeah, that's the Yankees offense. They're going to strike out. They have guys who strike out in the lineup. Just because you struck some guys out doesn't mean you pitched well. The fifth, he, though, it's great. He didn't throw well. He didn't throw well. He was throwing fastballs down the middle, and the Yankees cranked them. He didn't throw well. Yes, he struck out 11 guys in and four innings. And that's okay. That's he was fine. facing the best offense in baseball who was on a tear. It happens. You, you, ran, you ran into the buzzsaw that is the New York Yankees. But I've been saying this. I'm not saying that the Yankees are going to win 130 games. When the Yankees are hot, they are the best team in baseball. They're better than the Dodgers because when they pitch like that, nobody can hit like that. Yeah. I mean, it's the power output. You have Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo, Giancarlo Stanton, Josh Donaldson, Joey Gallo, even Glaber when he's hitting. It's just too much power in a little ballpark like Yankee Stadium. It's too much for teams. And when they pitch there too, but when they're off, they're going to lose the Orioles 5-1. to one. Like that's yeah. the problem with the Yankees. That's why I'm not like, oh, standing on my head being like, I said the Yankees would be better, but I'm not like counting my chickens yet because I know a cold streak is coming. I do think the Yankees are great. I think they're better than last year, but 
there will be times during the summer where they go eight games without fucking scoring a run. I mean, there will be. They're overwhelming in both ways. They are overwhelmingly good when they're on. They're overwhelmingly bad when they're off. But when they're good, it's like watching. It's overwhelming. The greatest baseball ever. I mean, it's incredible what these guys can do when they're hot. When they're cold, it's it's so hard to watch the Yankees. I think 10 years from now, we're going to be sitting here. Um, it's probably going to be a new app. It's not going to be Zoom. But we're going to be sitting here saying, remember Judge and Stanton at the peak of their powers? I think that power duo is ridiculous. And I think we're going to be sitting here in 10 years saying, that was one of the greatest power duos of the last 50 years. Think about this. The Yankees right now from May 1st to May 15th, they have three dudes with a WRC plus over 200. Judge, Stanton, and Joey fucking Gallo. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) I want to see if that's Stanton. Yeah, we'll see. But he's going to get on hot streaks. Like if he's hot along and Donaldson gets hot too, then it's like every guy is going to hit a home run that I bet. Yeah. Um, No, just going back to the White Sox real quick, like two thoughts on the White Sox. Um, two, Two points of concern for me. I don't think they can beat good teams in a series um, right now. Back. You need Lynn back. He is such a, like, you need him. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying, too. We're running out Johnny Cueto tonight, if you didn't see. Um, and, and Cueto looked fine in Charlotte. I call that rehab appearance. Like, Cueto looked pretty solid. He looked um, fine in Charlotte. How was he yeah. going to look like in mi- the major leagues? Hey, man, he was seeing O'Neill Cruz and company, all right? Um, okay. O'Neill Cruz not is not on the Pirates him. for a reason. 175 right now. Um, yeah, brutal. But hey, he hit an 121.7 mile an hour single the other day. Yeah, the analytics are great, but can he hit consistently? I think yes. I think he just needs a month or two more. I have I have just not been as high on him as everybody else. I still like him. I still think he's good. I still think he's going to be a big leaguer. I just like. What I see flashes of like every day watching him and, and calling his games like his next level when oh, when yeah. he's on. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So he's going to be selling jerseys. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah. But like the White Sox, I don't think they can beat a good team without Lance Lynn at the moment because I don't think they have the pitching to survive the series. Uh, managerial ineptitude drop them a couple of spots. I really think Tony LaRosa is a waste of space right now. I think there he makes go. a lot of bad decisions. Um, I thought Kendall Graveman for two innings of middle relief in that win against the Yankees on Saturday was big for them Mm -hmm. because it showed that he's willing to go to high leverage relievers in the middle of games. a lot. Andrew Miller in 2016. That's what you should do. If you feel like the climax of the game is in the sixth inning, you should go to your best suited arm in the sixth inning. Um, Liam Hendricks has been anything but a sure thing at the end of games. He's got three blown saves already. Uh, and he's getting hit a little bit. He's not walking anybody because that's never been Hendricks' game, but he's getting hit a little bit. Um, and, and my other main concern is they're just not hitting. I mean, that White Sox offense, granted Moncada and Vaughn haven't been healthy at the same time, and Eloy Jimenez is still out, but that offense is bottom five in runs scored in all of Major League Baseball. They have less runs than the Kansas City Royals. And that's what I'm saying, dude. I mean, I I see Reese McGuire putting up a negative WRC+. Do you know how hard that is to do? He's more than 100% worse than league average. We could absolutely put up a negative WRC+. So Reese McGuire is putting up a negative WRC+. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, I think, has an OPS right around 500. 
I mean, it's just not working for them right now. They need bats to get hot right now. So I made that TikTok where I was like, like, do you think they're going to make the playoffs? I put a gun in your head right now. The White Sox? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Me too. I do think they will. Yeah. Um, let's keep moving on because I just want, because we're, we're both like fans of the Cardinals. Like we like how they operate yeah. and we just want the best for them because we see the potential. <clears throat> like if they just decide to add one more big time arm or just upgrade in the middle infield, they could win the world series. Like the defense is amazing. They have multiple MVP type candidates on the field. And with Wainwright, I mean, you just shoved on Sunday night baseball. And the fact that miles Michaelis is standing on his head too, they're like one arm away and a shortstop away from winning a world series, but you currently have them at 12 and Nolan Arenado has subsided a little bit. I just kind of wanted to feel or to ask your feel right now on the St. Louis Cardinals because they've been so polarizing, right? They just beat the shit out of Rodon, yeah. but then they'll lose the game before against some nobody. They're just, they're, they're so inconsistent, but when they're on, they're amazing. What Aram and I were saying on, on uh, yesterday's show was they've got the perfect blend of young talent, current prime stars and guys on the way out. So you've got Amazing. the veteran presence in Wayno Yachty Pujols. You've got the now stars that are 30 to 33 years old in Arenado and Goldschmidt. And then you've got the younger guys, O'Neill, who's struggling big time. Tommy big time. Edmund, though, he's somewhere in between young and, you know, like getting to that Arenado Goldschmidt area. I love Edmund. I love Tommy Edmund. Me too. Um, and then you've got like Dylan Carlson, you've got Brendan Donovan, you've got Harrison Bader, like all these young, talented guys. Um, so I, I really like how they're set up. Um, Paul DeYoung got optioned down. Sosa's the shortstop right now. I think we're getting to the point where you got to maybe give Nolan Gorman a shot. And you I know that Gorman has his flaws, but Nolan Gorman in 32 games with AAA Memphis right now has 14 bombs and he's got a 993 OPS. Like you mentioned, Brendan Donovan, that that can't be the guy. That can't be the guy. It, I, I, it, can't. it can for a little bit, I guess. But Amunusosa is supposed to be the guy for a little bit. Like, these guys aren't good. They're fine. Um, but this you is, have but, to upgrade. What I'm saying, if you want to win a World Series, you have to the Cardinals to a higher standard. Like, sorry, I just am. So it's like yes. when I'm saying like, oh, he might be okay on another team. And I might say differently. I believe in the Cardinals. You deserve better and you should be talked about more highly. So I'm not going to give into this Brendan Donovan. Like maybe he, I saw him. He, like, he's fine, Jack. He's like, and Muno Sosa, like these guys are just like, all right. They're not that good. If you have to ship off one of your three best prospects for Xander Bogarts or Frankie Montas, who do you do it? Bogarts. Really? You think shortstop is more important than a marquee starting pitcher? Is Frankie Montas a marquee starting pitcher? I who who's available that's a marquee starting pitcher? Luis Castillo? Castillo. Okay, would you would you do it for Bogarts or Luis Castillo? Luis Castillo. Ah. I really hard. like Bogarts. Bogarts makes that offense maybe the best in baseball. Hmm. Dude, let's go through the lineup for a second. Let's go through the lineup for it a would second. Be, it would be Yachty as the catcher, Goldschmidt at first, Edmund at second, Bogarts at short, Arenado at third, Tyler O'Neill in left, Bader in center, Dylan Carlson in right. And they can hide Bogarts at short for his defense like because the rest of those are all like the best defenders in baseball. That's crazy. 
Can I just say I'm disgusted by my recall right now? We spend way too much time watching baseball. If we can, if we can both do that as a knee-jerk reaction. Like, easily? Oh, God, that hurt. I, now, okay. now try me with the Orioles. I'm not going to get very many people. Let's, let's break into the top 10, because I was surprised to see the Brewers that low at nine. I'm not saying you're wrong, because the Brewers do have their problems. I know they've been hitting a little bit better lately, but now Willie Adamas is dealing with a little bit of an injury. He should be fine. I don't even think he's going to hit the IL, but he's currently like day-to-day right now. Yes. Um, and Yelich is heating up. I was just, they're, they have one of the best records in baseball. So I was like, oh, nine is a little low, but I was just curious why. I really like what Adamas is doing, but Adamas is hurt at the moment. Like you're saying, I, I think he misses a week. Uh, McCutcheon's on the 10-day IL at the moment. I think he misses a couple more weeks. Um, Rowdy Telez, I love. I don't know if what he's doing can sustain through the All-Star break. Um, the, the one that I do place a lot of value in here is Christian Yelich. I, I think Yelich is actually getting hot, and I think Yelich can actually be a very solid contributor. I can tell you probably why you might have them at nine. How about the fact that Brennan Woodruff looks like shit? Bad. He looks bad. Just the command is just not what it was last year. Even all the stuff has ticked down. I mean, we're looking at a dude with a 5-3-5 ERA, and I even tailed him against the Marlins and that bet ended up hitting. But it's like he's giving up three runs against the Marlins who are, like, not supposed to hit him. Yeah. And I'm not saying the Marlins offense is bad. I'm just saying in those kind of matchups, that's where you're looking at a Brandon Woodruff bounce back start, and he's just not getting any bounce back starts. He's throwing slower than last year, less spin than last year. The command is worse than last year. I mean, look at the heat map, Jack. His fastball is right down the middle. Yeah. No, it's it's not that good. Um, I, I tell you what, I'm fascinated by this game tonight, and, and we're recording before the, the night slate um, on Monday. I'm, ex- I'm very intrigued by Ian Anderson and Freddie Peralta. That's in Milwaukee, a big telling game. I, right. I feel it too. Isn't that game just going to be telling of something? Because Anderson's got a four point two ERA, Freddie at four point four. I yeah. think they're both better than four two and four four. Uh, but who's going to win that one? Like, I I think this could be a two one game. It could also be a ten eight game. I know. It's I, I was going to bet it too, and I was like, I I be honest with yourself, Peter. You have no idea what's going to happen I, here. I, I also just kind of want to watch. Like, I kind of just, just want to watch. watch it. I want to watch it with no bias, just look and just be like, wow, this is what's happening in the game right now. I want to talk about the Blue Jays for a second. Uh huh. They're at eight. Yes. They're still in the top 10. They are. Should they be? uh, That's for you to decide. Uh, I said, for me, if I was making these right now, I would say no. Yeah. Not that they won't be top 10 moving forward. And I know that's how you kind of base it too. But at the end of the day, they cannot hit with the runners in scoring position. Bo Bichette does not look the same. Teoscar Hernandez has been on the shelf, and I know he's obviously amazing. Lourdes Gurriel has not been the exact same player. Um, and outside of Manoa and Gosman, and Manoa just lost, and Gosman just lost the Rays too. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, I, again, the way that I kind of look at putting these rankings together is if the season were to end right now, You've got, you know, the vibes. You've got the morality of each team, right? Like that, I think the Nationals are the team that are sleepwalking through this season the most at this moment. So if all 30 teams were placed into a winner-take-all pool play type thing um, to start the postseason on Monday, May 16th at 5.53 p.m., I think the Nationals are bounced first, and I think that the Blue Jays have the eighth-best shot to win it. Um, I, I think they're so freaking talented. 
so talented, crazy talented. But so talented. I do have worries about the bullpen because if Jordan Romano is on, not on, I mean, they have guys who are good. I mean, Simber's good. They have, they do have serviceable bullpen guys back there. But I got to say, as a Yankee fan, like we faced the Rays first facing the Blue Jays, there is a clear difference in that bullpen, a clear difference in that bullpen. And, and the Rays showed it. They're starting Jeffrey Springs, like they're starting openers and yeah. beating Manoa and Gosman. So what, what I will say is when you get to the bullpen, you are more scared of the Rays and the Blue Jays. But before the game starts, who are you more scared of? Oh, you're asking me about the offense? I'm asking you about the offense and the starting pitching, right? You see the name as the, as the listed starter. The Still, Rays? I, I'm more scared of the Rays. I just disagree with you. You rank the Rays above. <laughs> you disagree with yourself? No, I think the Rays are, are riding a hotter wave right now. I, th I think the Rays are in a better headspace, but I think if I were to just like look at it plainly, like start from scratch, look at the lineup, look at the starting pitching matchup five minutes before first pitch, I'm more scared of the Blue Jays than I am the Rays. Here's my thinking. The Rays have been on a hot streak, but they haven't been playing their best baseball all season. And the Blue Jays haven't gone on a hot streak. They haven't been playing their best baseball all season. So with all those things considered, the Rays are like four games better than the Blue Jays. So when they're both playing their middling baseball, the Rays are a better team. When the Blue Jays are hot, they're going to be impossible to beat because similar to the Yankees, they're going to have all those big bats and Bichette and Gurriel and Matt Chapman and Vladdy. I mean, I could go on for ages. They're going to get hot, but that's the thing. The Blue Jays can be a bit polarizing because if they can't lock it down in the later innings and then you move past Manoa and Gosman and you get to the Ryus and the Kikuchis and well, Kikuchis actually pitched pretty well, which I'm kind of surprised about. But Barrios has stunk. Barrios has stunk. So it's, I'm just saying the Blue Jays have to be playing at their best baseball. And I think the Rays at their 80th percentile is better than the Blue Jays at their 80th percentile. Yeah. All right. Okay. You know what I'm I really that? need to see? Yeah, I do. If the Yankees win the AL East, though, what I really need to see is a three-game set between the Rays and the Blue Jays. So I know he hasn't thrown yet, but Shane Boz against Alec Manoa game two. Game one would be Gosman and McClanahan, and game three would be Rasmussen and Barrios. Who do you think's think winning that? What? Who do you think's winning that? I, it's, God, I mean, I would be tuned into every pitch. Gosman and McClanahan? The Rays sweep that series. No, they don't. No, they gonna, don't. Do you know the Rays are at their best against really good right-handers? That's what they are. That's what the Rays do. It doesn't make sense. They're they gonna they're gonna go get shut out by Reed Detmers, and then they're gonna beat Kevin Gosman. No, they're gonna that's get just, no hit by Reed yeah, Detmers. Put no some respect on his name. That's how it. That's what they are, dude. I mean, I've been watching this team now since I was four. I mean, it's, it's been mostly in the. Past. You're watching the Tampa Bay Devil Rays with Rocco <laughs> I was, Baldelli. I was watching Scott Casper and Carl Crawford of the days. Yeah, but exactly. No, I'm saying in the last five years, this is what the team is. They are destroyers of when you think you got them. They play up to their competition, but that's the problem with the Rays. They also play down to their competition. But in that type of series, McClenahan, you know, he could win. And then you move forward with Boz. I'm, maybe not sweet. Maybe that's too much. But I just don't sleep on the Rays. Don't, don't sleep on them. They're going right. to fucking do it again. We'll see, man. Okay. And last question I really want, because we talked about the Yankees, and you do have a number one team. But I want to switch to the Astros, because the Astros overtook the Mets. Yeah. And I just kind of want to unpack that a little bit because I totally agree with the ranking. So I don't really have any qualms with it. I more just want to hear your reasoning behind putting the Astros in front of the Mets because I totally agree. 
so my my appointment television is very fluid. Um, like it is very fluid. McClanahan through the first co- through the first month of the season, McClanahan was the guy that I made appointment television. Uh, right now, the two guys that I have made appointment TV are Justin Verlander, thirty nine year old Justin Verlander who leads Major League Baseball in WHIP, and Jordan Alvarez who is turning into a top five hitter in baseball. Those are the two guys that I've made appointment television. And oh, by the way, Jeremy Pena still top 10 in F4. Chris, they haven't even really gotten going yet either. I mean, they have. They've won like eight in a row. And then I think they've won like 10 of their last 11 games. I mean, I can actually check. What are they exactly in their They're past? 12 and two in May. Yeah, they're 12 and two in May. What are they exactly? I mean, they're nine and one in their past 10 games. Yeah, um, they had won 11 in a row. And then the now they've won Kyle one of the Tucker last. hasn't fully gotten going yet. Michael Brantley hasn't fully gotten going yet. They're only going to get better. And it's like, I love the Angels, but the Astros are probably going to win the division again because they're going to get Lance McCullers back this year, probably, right? I think so. Right? Um, I haven't seen an update recently. That's the thing. I haven't seen an update in a while, but he was projected to come back this year. So I'm assuming that they will have him at some point. I mean, I could give you a guess. The last I heard it was middle of the summer, but I just, I haven't heard it a lick. If I go to Lance McCullers and go to Google news, um, Ooh, Lance McCullers jr. Will soon pitch off of a mount one week ago. So the summer ramping up throwing program midsummer. That's the thing. If McCullers comes back and looks decent, um, I think Framber Valdez is a dog. Luis Garcia is a dog too. I I really like that rotation. I Jake really Odorizzi like is even a great five. They've figured out how to create this rotation. I mean, you even got Christian Javier too when you need him. I love Javier. That's the thing. I'm so not if, the biggest fan. I, I, I know you're not the yeah, biggest fan. annihilated in his last start. I'm not saying I hope for it. Of okay. course not. I hear you. Um, but like, listen. If, if they get to a postseason series and they're running out Verlander, Valdez, McCullers, and Garcia with Javier as the swingman, with that offense, with the way Jordan is swinging the bat and the way Jeremy Pena has filled in beautifully for Correa, I, I buy how hot they are. That's my thing. That's why I think they're above the Mets because the Mets just dropped a weekend series to Seattle and Queens. You got to factor that in too. The Astros haven't dropped a series in quite some time. And again, they are 12 and two in the month of May. And it's not like you drop the Mets to eight or something. The Mets are four. I mean, yeah, they're, they're still four. great. And they're going to get to ground back soon. That, I mean, I cannot wait for these Dodgers Mets series when it's to Grom, Bueller, Scherzer, Arias, Kershaw versus Bassett or whoever you Bassett. want. Bassett. <laughs> <Tyler laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, those the DeGrom, Scherzer, Bueller, Arias games are going to be the best games of the year. I mean, that's just prime baseball. But before we go, because I don't have any more questions, can you just say who the best team in baseball is? Yeah, the New York Yankees are, are the current number one team in baseball in just baseball's power rankings for week six. Can you say it again? No. All right, that's fair. I got <laughs> one. I got one out of you. That's bloody. But can we talk about the Yankees for a second? I'm not going to go over Fulham. 167 runs scored, 98 runs allowed. They are the only second team in best. baseball who has not allowed 100 runs so far. They are the second best run differential in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and with that. I'm, just, I'm enjoying it now because I know what's going to happen in the summer. 
Yeah. And you're going to be like, Hey, how are your Yankees? And then I'm going to have to explain why I'm so upset that they've struck an out 85 times in their last 90 plate appearances. And then they haven't scored a run in a week. Cause that's going to happen. And the only, the only uh, plate appearances that aren't resulting in a strikeout are who kind of Falefa. Yeah, but he'll, 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 he can strike out, but yes, I agree. He's a bat to ball guy. So they have limited that. It's not the Gary Sanchez's of the world. Who's just a hole. And so, yeah, but I still think they're going to go through these slumps. It's just, it's how the Yankees operate. So who they are. Yeah. Um, pertinent links in the episode description loop, use that, get 20 free dollars on the loop app. I've got 20 bucks sitting there right now. I'm going to spend it on Bowman baseball, uh, chalkboard is watching on YouTube. Look what I pulled from a loop. Uh, I spent $40 on the pack. James Wood, six, five center fielder arm was he's amazing gushing over this dude. He had a thousand OPS last year. That's a, that's a pretty good stat, right? James Wood. That card's going to be worth a billion dollars. Ellie did not actually though. It's probably worth like 20 bucks. And this card could be worth like what? 30, $4 billion. Ellie de la Cruz of the reds. How much do you think this is right now? Right now, probably mm, 25, 30. That's the thing is I spent $40 on this pack and these two cards alone are, are worth more than $40. And then I got all these cards too in that same pack. Like, and then $20 free, just download and you can use the pack. If, if you get anything great, if not, whatever. I mean, it's just 23 bucks. Like we've I also, download if you have, I hate baseball cards. Like I, hey, bucks. We, we've also got our guys on loop as well. Kendall McKee and T Wright wild cards trading is now an official loop broker. Uh, so go rip uh, from wild cards trading on loop. Absolutely. And join our chalkboard baseball group chat. That's in the episode description. That's the name of the group chat. It's called chalkboard. The app. If you use our link, um, you can get right into our baseball group chat. And all we do is just talk baseball in it every day. We talk college, talk minor leagues, MLB, betting, literally everything. And it's free. You don't got to pay anything. We just talk baseball all day. If you're down, I'm down. You down? I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. down. Boom. Uh, Just baseball merch. Check out the call up. Check out state of the division. Uh, what about my podcast? Spring? Not gambling advice? Oh, not gambling advice. If you're, well. you're if you're into fantasy baseball and betting, Colby and I are still humming over there too. Um, you can arm tomorrow for the people. Arm and I tomorrow. And with that, thank you, everybody. Thank you.